If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. It's not easy being Jeff Lewis. I've been working on my memoir. It's called Burning Bridges, Overcoming a Life of Privilege, Fame, and Power. I have enough of my own therapy to deal with. I don't want to hear about yours. And I said, you're right. I'm very famous, and I deserve special treatment. (laughs) Jeff Lewis has issues. Hey, it's Jeff Lewis, and I have issues. In today's episode, Steve-O and Jackie Schimmel join the show. We talk about clown college, life insurance, and broken bones. If you've got a weak stomach, consider yourself warned. We've had a lot of people, a lot of guests on the show, but never has anyone got as much attention in the coffee shop as Steve-O. Yeah, never. It was Steve-O, then Jackie. Yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you've got a lot of fans. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate it. Now, I was uh, watching your new special last night. at Steve-O's Bucket List, which is avail- available at steveo.com. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. That is, I mean, it is, you know, it's crazy because you just can't look away. But what I have learned is I have a very strong stomach. And you were saying, it's so funny because he starts it off, Jackie, where he's like, look, every show I do, someone's going to pass out. For sure. It would be me. I thought you were exaggerating. And then sure enough, like by 33 minutes in, three people have passed out. And one guy who was kind of in the like front row, he fell on his face. It looks like he broke his nose, Steve. He didn't break his nose, but he had a like a real raspberry, a carpet burn because he slid across the center aisle on his Jesus. face. So you were you were basically calling these people pussies because <laughs> um, I, I don't I can't imagine passing out. Like I had to look away a few times, right? Like when you got your vasectomy, yeah, on camera. Oh, no. And you know what's so funny is that after they did that first ball. And you were like, what? You're doing this again? And the guy's like, yeah, you've got two balls. And you know what? I didn't think about that. Right. I either. thought you were done, too, yeah. with the one ball. Right. And I think it's pretty fascinating. I mean, I think very few people have witnessed a vasectomy, yeah. nor do they understand how it works. Well, it was educational in a way, because yeah. I didn't know how a vasectomy right. worked, and I didn't, it didn't occur to me that they would have to do both balls. Right. Because you thought you were done. Right. And, and I mean, maybe people are aware of uh, what's called the vas deferens, which is the tube which delivers sperm from the balls to the wiener. Yeah. Sure. But, like, you wouldn't be able to maybe put it together visually. So, Jackie, he has all these um, stunts that he does on yeah. Steve-O's bucket list, one of which is he gets um, – you had anesthesia, right, with that vasectomy, right? vasectomy, yeah. Okay. It's a local anesthesia. So, <clears throat> very similar to when you go to the dentist and they um, – do like the one little prick and then you can't feel why they drill your your tooth yeah yeah it's like that so then what he does i'm is, already sweating by okay. the way oh no no <laughs> so then what, he does, sweats, then what he does then what he does is yeah. uh the doctors you know they tell you you can't do this you can't do this you can't you know ride horses you can't ride bike you can't do can't so he jog you can't jog. jog so basically he does you jogged home um i, I got on a um on a horse yeah and and kind of lot the the horse uh, senses your fear. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so I was very afraid. When he I started running that horse. He took yeah. off yeah, with horse, you on it. Yeah, the horse is kind of bopping me up and down. 
Yeah, it was just. Uh, it, <laughs> I'm clenching. <laughs> yeah. The best part. Okay, I think the funniest when I laughed really hard was he right after his vasectomy, they strung him up from his feet like yeah. a pinata and they had all these kids blindfolded with a bat like and hitting him <laughs> in his balls the shit out of you <laughs> there's it's funny with steve-o because first of all you're an icon secondly don't you feel that anytime you walk in a room there's like a false sense of comfortability because like most of the world has seen you staple your balls to your leg or is that just me um yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I, maybe. I don't know. If, I don't know if most. I think maybe most of the world heard about me stapling my balls. I don't yeah. know how many people actually saw it. It's a core memory for me. So you stapled both your balls to your leg. Well, the first time that I ever stapled my scrotum to my leg, yeah, um, I, I, I was concerned that it might be a little bit dark. Yeah, I wanted to lighten it up, make it funnier. Okay, so sure. I stapled my ball sack to both of my legs, and I <laughs> called it the butterfly. <laughs> Which is cute. Yeah, I lightened it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but um, it didn't look like a butterfly. There was, uh, in the, I think it was one of the first uh, videos that you did. So basically, in, his, uh, in uh, his special, he's in London. You're in London. London, England. 1,100 yeah. live audience members, right? right? So then he's going through and he's talking about, he sets up the stunt, mm-hmm. and then he has videos of the stunt. And that's when people are getting, you know, people are passing out. They're getting sick. Ill. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was, you do not have a strong... I don't Stomach. feel good right now just talking about it. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I was remarkably like tolerant, like wa- watching the whole thing. Well, I, I want to say thank you so much for watching it. It's a, it's, it's a big deal to me. And, um, it, and I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm acutely aware that it's a lot, you know, it's, it's a lot for a lot of people. You know, there's just a lot of bodily fluids, a lot of yeah. grievous injury. And balls. A lot of, mm, a lot okay of nudity. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and despite that, despite its scatological nature, I think that it's also very clever. I do believe because like the, what the, the glue that holds this story together is my relationship with my fiance. Mm-hmm. And the bucket list items, this show is a journey through what I call my bucket list. It's like 10 different items. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I tell the story of each item. I pay off each bit with the video. And the the show goes in descending order mm-hmm. of my fiance's approval and support. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, she's all gung-ho. She's right up front and center. She's filming it. She's participating. She's facilitating. And, yep. and then gradually... She, she's not really on board, but she's there. Well, right. no, not the last. Yeah, yeah. Then she stops. Then showing she's up. like, "I'm not going. Yeah. I don't. I don't agree with this. I don't want to be a part of it." And so she stops showing up. It That's wasn't hilarious. like when, when she first stops showing up. It's not even that she doesn't agree with it. She just said that there are certain things in life you can never unsee, and mm. she couldn't bring herself to be there to witness one of them. Mm. She she was on board. She thought she knew it was great. She knew it was awesome. She's prioritizing she your relationship. She just couldn't be there to witness something like horrific. And and then after she stops showing up on those terms, 
then she starts not showing up and having a problem with it. But I don't think the okay. So the finale, which yeah. you, I think you broke a world record. You yeah. you skydived. I think I created a world record. You skydived naked yeah. with a dude, another dude who just had speedos on. He was strapped to your back. Yep. And then you also um, uh, masturbated. Yeah. And to completion, while you were right about before you jumped out of the plane. Yep. Yeah, th- th- this was. <clears throat> that was the finale. Oh, I watched it. Oh, you watched ah, the whole thing? I watched the whole thing. It was ah, impressive you, yeah, that so you could do that like on command in front of all those people. Right. Now, you said you took four, um, was it Viagra, it Cialis? Was C- Cialis. Cialis. And how many milligrams did you take? I don't know. Whatever the, the standard pill is, but I took four of them. Okay. Yeah, that's probably not standard. But So, the, <laughs> so I wonder how many milligrams you took. But it, did, you, you're, you were hard. Yeah, correct. I absolutely was hard as a rock, and and then. But you you got to a point. Yeah, I didn't know if you were going to be able to you know got finish. Got to a point where I was losing it, and and I was running out of time. It was it was a real nail biter. Yeah, and you kept asking for more lube, and then you had a little um, video like computer next to you, and you had, were watching porn, and you were, you couldn't find the right scene to help you uh, finish. Right. Now, this is a morning show, but oh. I, um, there, there was a scene that it was, I think it was the fifth one. You were fast forwarding. Right. It, now, it, fortunately, and I think it really was one scene, but within that one scene, there were numerous chapters. So, okay. like, so at first, you know, it was queued up to what was a blowjob scene. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, and I was sure that that was going to do the trick because I, I, genuinely stopped watching pornography years ago you did why well i i identify as a sex addict and um and i've i just really believe that pornography is destructive to a healthy relationship i see i don't want to be channeling sexual energy away from my relationship i think that's unhealthy and i even think that you know, in in the world of pornography, it's like always a new, like a uh, experience kind of. It's different. There's so much variety in it that, mm-hmm. like, it's you know, you almost think, how how can your relationship compete with that? So I don't want that. I don't want that. So I figured because it was years since I'd watched pornography. I Did thought, you miss it? Like when you were on that plane, you're like, God, I miss porn. <laughs> I I don't want to say I was. I just. I felt that it would make it so easy that to, to watch pornography, like, never mind, I'm in a tiny little aircraft filled with dudes. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm in 15,000 feet in the air. And explain the timing. Because you, yeah. this was like, I was stressed for you. There is no right. way I could have done what you did. I mean, the way that I conceived the stunt was that I needed to simultaneously ejaculate as I exited the plane. Mm-hmm. And it, that worked out very well because there was a camera mounted on the outside of the plane. Yes. It got a little dirty, I noticed. I, I absolutely, I mean, it was like, I mean, that we really got the money shot. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the thing was that what I didn't realize was that it was critically important that the jumping out of the plane happened within a very precise two-minute window. Because if you fall out of the airplane at any other time, you're going to miss the drop zone. Okay. 
which makes sense when you think about it. Like, oh, they've got a certain drop zone that you got to land in. Right. Yeah. So you got to jump out above the drop zone. But that meant that I had to time my ejaculation with, within a precise window of two minutes while I had another man strapped to my back and I was in this tiny little airplane. With all these straight dudes. Filled with yeah. dudes. That would help me. Yeah. Oh, it would help yeah, you. you'd be fine, Shane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I watched this, by the way, on my work computer during work yesterday. Oh, you're going to get I, fired. I didn't realize, and then I started, and I was like, ah, whatever. These people aren't. No one else is watching. So this what was the scene that actually helped complete? Um, well, it, it started out- uh, What's the name of the porn, in case any of us want to watch it? It was called Anally Corrupted 2. Wow. <laughs> I was not expecting that. And now a it's like sequel. You know who would like that? Your husband. That's right. <laughs> and Rhonda. I, I, she was the star. I, I didn't know that I, I never I managed to not look at the title. Bef- before we drove up to the skydiving place, um, we went into uh an adult film store. Okay. And and I I perused the aisles looking for uh, a DVD. It was a a pretty quick stop, but I I didn't read the titles. I was just kind of looking at the covers, and there was just one, uh, this one female on this one DVD cover just seemed like your type, the one particularly pretty. Okay. Okay. So I grabbed that one. Fine. Not realizing that the actual title said anally corrupted too. Right. It was very focused on 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 butt stuff. And and, yeah. and that's really not my thing. Oh, it isn't. It's I mean I'm, yeah, no. But I'm, you've stuck a lot of things up your butt um, in stunts, correct? Cr- yeah. Like most of us here do it voluntarily. But you did right. it for disagree. For work. <laughs> <laughs> I I have put things up my butt, but it's but, but it's not um it's not something that I seek to do, putting my wiener in another person's butt. Got yeah. it. Okay. So that's not something that that um, that I respond to. I see. So you were fast forwarding, looking for something I'm, you yeah, responded to. I'm fast forwarding. And you don't have much time because they're saying you've right. got two minutes before right. you have to jump. Right. So this blowjob scene's not doing the trick, and so right. then I, I click fast forward, and the sped up blowjob. Isn't any better. No. So then I'm like, oh God, I gotta, you know, now now I gotta, I gotta hit skip track, and and that's scary because who knows what's gonna be at the beginning of the next chapter. Yeah, they could be mm-hmm. cuddling. Yeah. Then it, <laughs> so it hit hit skip track, and now it's just this tight shot of the woman's butt with this big butt plug in there, mm. and that's just weird, and it's throwing me off. Now I'm got, I'm losing my boner. I'm I remember going, that going limp. Yeah. And so I'm like, skip track and whack, 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 and skip track and skip track. And then, and then finally I, um, I arrived on a magical scene that, that did the trick. Okay. A magical moment where, where this guy. Um, he, just morning show, just be careful. He's, he's pulling his, he, I mean, he, he, he's doing the, the back and forth with, with the woman's butt. Yes. His okay. wiener comes out. Sure. And it was this this beautiful cinematic shot where his wiener came out of the butt and it went way up into the air and then swooped right into her face. Oh, and that I did, did it. Slap. And that did it for you. No, it yeah. went in her mouth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. in the mouth. Okay. Yeah, Ooh, and that did it for him. Dirty. Yeah. I mean, and he she, was. She was just so happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> she was like so, Rhonda. I mean, it, was, it was pure. Exactly. It was pure joy, and I found that joy infectious. Yes. And, she was there and you were able love. to pull off yeah. the uh, stunt, and you you broke a world record in the process. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know that there was a record to break. I think there was a creation of a record. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, well, it's gonna, it's gonna be hard for anyone else to break that record, yeah. unless they rent anally corrupted too, and then, yeah. it, <laughs> and then it probably could happen. Yeah. Um, now, I think there is one stunt that you would <clears throat> laugh your ass off because mm -hmm. it's one of the first ones. Okay. So basically, he has his fiance paint shorts on his naked body, right? Uh huh. So. When he walks out of the house from far away, it looks like he's wearing pants. Okay. But he's not wearing pants. Right. Yeah. And he goes out in public and he plays tennis and he jogs and he goes to the gym. And then he has this one guy spot him oh and the God. guy's like uh -huh. looking down and seeing that he's fully naked. <laughs> it is. I was laughing my ass off. But then some of the paint started coming off between your cheeks and then you could say. start to see it. But people... How have you not been arrested, or have it's you been arrested? A, it's a, a, it was the most stressful of all the bits. Yeah, because you're day and age, like going around naked. <laughs> the, the we were really careful to um to to have a perimeter of of people just to make sure there were no women and children. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, like sort of a perimeter, and and we had a robe handy, so just so I could just throw on a robe. It was, it, was, it, was, it was it was it uh, was it was an exercise in being robed, taking it off really quick to get the shot, and getting back into the robe. She must be a very diligent painter. Did you have like a was it like a cargo short? Did you do pockets or what was um, what was happening? My, my my fiance by trade is a, a production designer. Um, Perfect. You know, a prop stylist and wardrobe specialist. So this is her wheelhouse, and. Um, we we did a, a a gym workout outfit. Okay. We did a, a basketball outfit for me to go and get into a pickup game of basketball oh, at the park. Oh so my god! It is so funny. I would die. We painted on a wetsuit. What? For like a, a spring suit. So sure. Yeah. So, sure. So I went surfing. Oh my god! <laughs> now there's amazing. a couple other things. So he does general <laughs> anesthesia, and then were you riding a bike? Yeah. And then you I watch it start to kick in, and then he crashes. <laughs> <laughs> the epidural thing killed me because, as someone who just had an epidural, you cannot feel a damn thing. Like, you are a full, you're just gummy. Gummy. Was that when you were riding the bike when you got the epidural and no, you no, crashed? The, the epidural was just a, a foot race, a sprint. Well, that's okay, insane. so the general anesthesia, that's when you were riding the bike and you yeah. crashed. When the, when yeah. the anesthesia kicked in. <laughs> That's what made me the most squeamish was the epidural. Yeah. I, I was wondering about, about see, because he's one that could pass out in your live show. Yeah, but it was the epidural that I was like, oh, I see why people are passing out. Yeah. yeah Oddly husband. not the vasectomy. I thought that would. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just so fascinating. It was and very so, interesting. Uh, yeah. the, the medics. So you have to have medics standing by in your yeah. live show because they were treating, you know, simultaneously at one point, two people. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, literally three people passed out on the show. That's insane. They I think it was, it, was, it was technically <laughs> five people passed out at the early show and then another three at the late show because we taped two shows in one night. Wow. Jesus. That's insane. Do they have to sign, like, um, something before they... When you go into the theater, there's a big um, sign on the entrance saying that by entering this, you know, this room, whatever, you know, by entering into this theater, you're... Uh, agreeing to be filmed and, and such and such. But once that person has passed out, they become like the focus. And, and so because they're the focus, the producers went to them once they recovered and, and um, asked them to sign a release form. And the people who passed out were 
self-conscious and maybe embarrassed. Yeah. They refused to sign, so that's why we blurred them. I see. Except for that one guy. I mean, that one guy hit hard because he was pretty... I mean, he was bleeding pretty bad. Now, with all of the stunts that you've done over the years, so first of all, you were on you were on Jackass for, I think it was two years, and then there was like, what, seven movies after that? Uh, you well, did five or six movies? There, there were four theatrical releases. Okay, there was, uh, I think there was Jackass, the movie, Jackass number two, Jackass 3D. And Jackass Forever. Forever, yeah. And then... Then you did another series. Was it Wild Boys? Wild Boys was back in 2003 to 2005. So with all of these stunts you do, um, I, I, I would assume it's money-oriented. You do these, but no. <laughs> I, I've, I've been more of a just an attention guy. I, I had a real complex um, from, from a pretty young age, um, the, the mortality thing. If you think about it, the human experience is, is kind of a, a catch-22, this impossible situation. We've got one instinct, which is to survive, and one guarantee, which is we won't. So we're barreling towards this inevitable demise, which we fear more than anything. And our purpose in this experience must be to reconcile our mortality. And and that's really the exercise of life as I see it. So the, you know, a lot of people turn to religion because it promises this wonderful heaven afterlife, and that comforts them. Other people reproduce because their legacy will continue. And then there's people who want to create stuff. Well, I guess before I spoke to you, I thought to myself, why is this guy doing all of this? But if somebody said, hey. Jeff, for two hundred fifty thousand, would you do X? Yeah, probably. For a million dollars, would you do this? Yes, probably. So I was looking at you know some of the stunts that you were doing. I couldn't do all of them, but some of them I think for the right amount of money, I would do it. Like you, you did a belly flop from the top of a bus into a pool that was full of urine. You broke another record. Yeah, rotten urine. Yeah, you rotten urine. Yeah. I think for the right amount of money, I would do that. There you go. No, you would not. Yes, I would. For the right amount of money, how, I would do it. How much it. money? It has to be a lot. Everybody can be bought. <laughs> yeah, everybody can be bought. Um, it's the truth. You know, like from, from a young age, and probably why I was, um, you know, so focused on this uh, mortality issue was that I, I never expected to live to see the age of 30. I just thought that I was going to fail at life. Um, I, I couldn't get through college. I couldn't keep a job. I really felt that I lacked the basic skills needed to survive and navigate our world. And so I never expected that I would become famous. You know, I wanted to try to become famous, but I thought it was more likely that I would die young having failed. And in such a case, I really wanted to have documented like really awesome, crazy stuff. And, and, uh, you know, so that, so that, that, footage could live beyond my years that after I died that I would be somehow immortal because I would have this permanent record and, and I could uh you know I could have an impact. I could I could uh you know entertain people. I could exist beyond my years and, and that was more important to me than money. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because 
If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. I will say, you know, I didn't know what to expect meeting you, but I saw some of the behind the scenes in the bucket list and you're actually like, you run that shit like a boss. Like I caught like, oh, he can be a dick. Cause you're reminding me of me because (laughs) you know what I mean? Like when shit needs to get done, like you, you're just, I mean, you're like barking orders and get over here and do this and do that. I mean, like it's because I can see how these stunts, there's so many moving parts and you don't want to fucking do it again. Right. So it's like, it's like one take, but, um, you're also an, for someone who does such stupid things, you're a very smart man. Like I, when I was talking this morning, I'm like, this guy's really bright. Yeah. But you do so much stupid shit. In 2004, I released a documentary, which was just a vehicle for me to put out, um, less impressive footage that, that marked my, my, my origin story. You know, like the very first stunts I ever did weren't like that great. And I wanted to, to utilize that footage. So I made a, a documentary called Steve-O, The Early Years. And in that documentary, my father was interviewed. And my dad said, the world is full of dumb people who try to look smart and they fall on their ass. He said, Steve, I think, is actually quite intelligent. He does a great job of looking stupid, and that's why he's successful. You do successful. do a great job at it. You do a great job at it. Yeah. Um, but you've become very successful at what you've been doing, which is you kind of have the last laugh. But let me ask you this. With all these crazy stunts that you've done, how many injuries, like how many broken bones? I know that you showed, you took your teeth out for me today. Yeah. Um, you have nice teeth. Like, I know they're fake, but they're really nice. Well, thank you. But most of them are capped except for the four that are missing. And how did you lose those teeth? Um, nothing in particular knocked them out. It was mostly, um, I think, due to, to what's called bone loss. Oh, so no <laughs> stunt. You didn't lose your teeth with st- Didn't lose my teeth to oh, a stunt. You need to make something up. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm pretty uh, rigorous. Honesty is really my code. How many bones have you broken? That depends if you count teeth. I think that if you don't count teeth, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of a dozen. Um, if you do count teeth, it's well into the twenties. Wait, so you you have broken teeth? Oh yeah, I've, oh, bro- okay. I've broken teeth plenty, but that's not why the entire tooth all the way up in the roots got it it was removed okay so you never <clears throat> actually knocked out teeth you just cracked them broke correct them. yeah cracked broken and is um, there i mean it's, it's an ordeal to get a whole tooth out i mean they, like the the whole tooth goes all the way up in there you must have this uh unbelievable tolerance for pain now i, I just have uh, a desire for attention which outweighs my <laughs> desire for comfort <laughs> and then you were you were joking, or maybe you weren't, uh, in your special, uh, Steve-O's Bucket List. Nothing, there's nothing easy about becoming an aging attention whore. I identified <clears> with <throat> you yeah. when you said that. Yeah, it's yeah. Triggered I mean, you a little bit? <laughs> I maybe think about it, you know, going back to the, the whole mortality conundrum. Um, you know, most people, for the most part, they don't want to be reminded of their mortality. 
you know, like most people, their biggest priority is to keep the blinders on and never think about it, which I think is to do a disservice to themselves because on your deathbed, the last thing you want to be thinking is, oh man, I wish I would have, I wish I would have. You know, I think it's more uh, constructive to to keep your mortality, you know, front of mind and deliberately live the life that you want to have lived once it comes to an end. But most people don't do that. and most people don't want any reminder of their mortality and as such they really really don't like um the presence of of elderly people because elderly people serve as a reminder of mortality maybe that's why i don't like old people <laughs> they, you know, very 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 yeah. possible old people are, are are a hassle they're 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 a drag it's a bummer Buzzkill. Yeah. put them in a put them in a nursing home like but just yeah. get them out of my view like when you become elderly on a lot of levels i think you become a walking party foul and to be somebody <laughs> To be somebody who really, really needs to be the center of attention, yes. yet also be elderly at the same yeah. time, to want to be the center of attention, but to, but to be this, this uh, party foul that, that people don't want to pay attention to, it's like the, a crisis point. And, and, and like I'm scared of that. And so that's a big part of why I wanted to, to do the work to be capable of being in a healthy relationship. Okay, but there's an expiration date here, right? Because your body is not going to be able to withstand all these stunts eventually. Do you see yourself retiring? And if so, when? Um, what, what I did with my bucket list show, the, this multimedia exercise in raising the bar with the stunts and the craziness, um, I think I've got one more show like that in me. Okay. Yeah. One I've, more. I've, I've begun to work on it. I've started filming it. This will be called Steve-O's Gone Too Far. And well, hope you, hopefully you don't die. Yeah, I don't, like, I mean, there's a, there's a, a crash test dummy, um, a series of crash test dummy stunts that are woven through the, the show. I've done one of them so far. Like, I'm most scared of the crash test dummy bits. Um, but the rest of it uh, is more of just risking my um, my reputation and um, my livelihood by by doing things that some people would consider cancelable offenses. Oh, okay. Well, you have my interest. Yeah, I was just going to say <laughs> the same thing. No, I would imagine <laughs> that you cannot get life insurance; that no one will underwrite you. Um, because I would like to get a policy on you. Early in my career, I had uh you know, not highly professional representation. Mm. Um, and the, the two individuals who were representing me as well as uh, partnered with me in business, um, they encouraged me, they convinced me to get a life insurance policy. At the time I said that uh, I would do it if the sole beneficiary was my newborn niece and I didn't want to know uh, the results of my physical. Mm. Like, I was like, if I'm dying, like, I didn't want to know that because I'd be a bummer. If I was super healthy, I didn't want to know that because then I would have something to lose. Mm. You know, yeah. like, I was just yeah. like, I just don't want to know. And so these guys, as I understand it, they um, interpreted that to mean that I wouldn't ever find out if they made themselves the beneficiaries of my life insurance no. policy. 
Yeah. They, wow. They, I think it would be a good investment, like a term policy on you. Well, yeah. well, yeah. I would. We should go in on it. Yeah. The, the, the crazy Especially part. for the new special with the crash test dummies. Right. Yeah. right I'm down. The, yeah. The, the crazy part was that uh, one guy was a- acting as uh, my my lawyer to do deals, and he was also my business partner in uh, the distribution of these two hot for TV DVDs I was filming. And that's a conflict of interest. You can't legally represent somebody and be in business with them. Mm-hmm. Plus, the, the two hot for TV DVDs the, that I was producing and distributing with these guys, it was a bunch of me wildly, recklessly endangering my life. And these guys were filming that. Like, they were facilitating things. There was one thing where I was going down waterfalls inside a, a plastic trash can. Like landing on rocks, going down Jesus. waterfalls, and 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 you know these guys are shoving the trash cans off the waterfall, and if I die, they're the beneficiaries. They're the beneficiaries. Yeah, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah, it was really really. So wild. we can't, Jack. You and I cannot be a part of any of these stunts if no. we're holding a policy. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I was just dying to throw my ass in a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning we can't participate, like push him or anything okay. like that. If we we're, won't, <laughs> we no, can't. we won't. Never. And, and that was all a long, long time ago. We have um, my, my relationship with those guys ended in 2004. And um, since then, um, I, uh, you know, I did entertain the idea of getting a life insurance policy because my sister, um, she's got a, a, she has two children and one of them um, is, is special needs. My, my nephew has both down syndrome and autism mm-hmm. nonverbal i think now he's 15 years old still doesn't speak he's going to require uh care around the clock so you help for... her you help her now um, or you want to make sure she's okay if something happens to I, you? I, I would like that but that's my main thing that i would mm-hmm. want to get a life insurance policy for i think people um they don't maybe they don't know that you have this sensitive side well first of all you're very in love with your fiance you make that very Big clear time. in your Big special time. which is very sweet and then also you're a huge animal person to the point yeah. where you just purchased a new property and you're planning on having, you already have like cats and dogs and all yeah, of that. Yeah, we've got goats. three goats yeah. at the house. We've got, we've got a bunch of dogs and cats and goats in the Hollywood Hills. <laughs> and, um, and we've just bought a big ranch in Tennessee. And our, our dream is to make that into an animal sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Now, you, were you like class clown when you were a kid? Like, sure. were you were you disruptive in class? Yeah, I bet. And then you were uh, you also went to clown college. Is that yep. correct? I did. And you graduated. Yep, making me the only college graduate uh, in the cast of Jackass. So, <laughs> did you have to get like? Um, did you just did you go to junior college first and then to clown school, or um, how does that work? I went to. The University of Miami out of high school and, and catastrophically failed in just about every way that you can. Um, you know, I, I, I failed out of classes. I got kicked out of the dorms. I upped and dropped out. Um, and then uh, on my way out of the University of Miami, I pledged that I was going to become a crazy famous stuntman by videotaping idiotic stuff with my home video camera. And this was in 1993, so there was no precedent for that. Mm-hmm. It, it was a tragedy. Everybody thought, wow, what a tragic loser. And my loved ones were particularly upset by by this plan of mine. And and they were right that it, it wasn't going to go well at first. I was homeless for three years. And after three years of homelessness, um, 
I moved in with my sister, and she heard about Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Billy Clown College, that it was free if you could get in. Mm. She thought of me, and as soon as I heard about it, I thought, well, if I graduate from Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Billy Clown College, then I'll be a trained circus professional, and this will further my goal of becoming a crazy famous stuntman, which it did. It, uh, did you have a clown name? Steve-O. In, 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 uh. <laughs> in, in, the, in the Ringling, uh, there was the, the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus and, and Clown College. The, the whole uh, thing was that um, we're not birthday party clowns. We don't go by bubbles or mm. chuckles or anything like that. He was in clown school. I, I, as a child, I took it. And nice. I just, I'm what feel, was your I'm name again? Vindicated. My, my uh, clown name was Freckles. There you go. <laughs> I was told that, that what we do, we take very seriously. We're very proud of it, and we use the we use our actual name because, like, we're this is this is a thing. This is something that that we want to give respect, and we're going to use our actual name. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm Stevo. Did you ever, Stevo? Did you ever fool around with any of the female clowns? <laughs> I did. You did? I, I did. Um, at one point, I, you know, my and uh, I, I wonder if it made it into my first comedy special. But there was a, a joke. I talked about clown college a little bit in my first special. I said that uh, people will ask, "Did you ever have sex with yeah. a clown?" And um, I did. Was it good? Um, well, it's. Uh, it's a little bit bittersweet because while I had sex with the clown, she was not wearing her makeup at the time. Oh, so and what's that, the point? Yeah. Right. It's kind of like having sex with a flight attendant on the ground. Sure. Right. Right. I bet there's some kinky bitches in clown school, though. You I know bet. What I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want more of this, listen to Jeff Lewis Live every weekday on Sirius XM, as well as the Jeff Lewis Channel exclusively on the Sirius XM app. For a three-month free trial, go to SiriusXM.com slash Jeff Lewis. Terms apply. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.